Vodacom Business Internet Wireless and Wireless Air is the perfect connectivity solution for SMEs that don't want to deal with the hassle of fiber installations. With contracts ranging from 12 months to 36 months, there's a package that meets your business needs. Head to www.vodacombusiness.co.za for more information. And welcome to another edition of the Africast. Thank you so much to Vodacom Business for sponsoring this edition of the Africast. Uh, and joining me, as always, is Clinton Matos. Hello again, everybody. And Robin Lichetti. Howdy. How are you guys doing? Good. Looking forward to the weekend? Uh, yes, I'm more looking forward to uh, the, the company closing and the, uh, the holidays. Man, it's been a long year. I've, uh, I've long since reached that part where my... Uh, my brain is turned off, but the body's like, come on, we've still got a few more weeks of work to do. <laughs> so, yeah, we do do. Hoping that comes sooner rather than later. And yourself, Robin, looking forward to the weekend? Uh, I must concur with my colleague. I'm waiting for the close of the offices. Uh, I think I tweeted out earlier this week that I've lost, <laughs> I've used, exhausted all my words. I can't use any more words this year. Yeah, I'm so... feeling the same. <laughs> Uh, I'm looking forward to this weekend because it's the final Grand Prix of the season and Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen are level pegging in points. So uh, it's going to be a fantastic weekend for F1 and I'm sitting here wondering how Netflix is going to cut everything that's happened this season together for the next uh, season of Drive to Survive. But uh, let's get back to the topic of this Africast, or rather let's dive into the news that happened this week. Robin, Google announced it's a... I suppose, trends for the year? Yes, uh, as they like to do at the end of the year, or near the end of the year, uh, they like to release their year in search, which, for all intents and purposes, kind of recaps what people were searching for and what really trended on the search platform throughout the year. Uh, Google South Africa was able to give us, uh, I guess, a more local uh, perspective on things, and uh, they detailed several different kind of categories as far as trending searches for South Africa, uh, and yeah, it, it was really a mixed bag. It seemed like obviously local personalities were were training quite high. Uh, former President Jacob Zuma, for one. Um, uh, also other, I guess, political figures like Asa Magashula, uh, Carl Newhays, and um, then our, uh, our Olympic athletes, uh, Tatiana Schoenmaker, for example. She also trained quite high. Uh, obviously, she did very well at the Olympics considering all the issues that our athletes had to deal with. Um, but I guess there were also some, I guess, darker elements to the, the search, uh, searches this year. Uh, the number one general search that trended wasn't lockdown or load shedding as it normally is. It was actually SASA status checks. So as we know, as a result of the pandemic, uh, people have been turning to SASA in, in for, uh, to get grants and assistance during these like, traveling times. And it has been a bit of a shambles as far as getting people the money that they need and they have rightfully applied for. So, unsurprisingly, that that is trended number one. Interestingly, I saw, uh, the second uh, trending general search was Euro 2020. I know that uh, South Africa is sports mad and enjoys its football, but I was quite surprised to see that the 2020 Euro tournament uh, was ranking so high. Um, other kind of interesting elements 
uh, obviously South Africa, like I said, is sports mad. Euro 2020, uh, Trended High, the Premier League, the PSL, T20 World Cup, Wimbledon. Um, and then obviously uh, Manchester United versus Liverpool. That's obviously a big one for a lot of local fans. Uh, kind of looking at more entertainment, uh, unsurprisingly, Squid Game ranked really, really highly as far as trending uh, movies and TV shows goes. Another Netflix property, Bridgerton, also showed up, as well as a recent movie involving Dwayne The Rock Johnson, uh, Ryan Reynolds, and Gal Gadot, uh, Red Notice. Um, Black Widow uh, ranked in the number four, which is interesting considering I don't think a lot of people actually watched it considering all the, all the delays that that film was mired in. Um, yeah, uh, we also, Google also shared some of the music searches. Uh, Kanye West, or Ye, as he likes to be referred to now, his Donda uh, trended number one. Then Drake's Certified Lover Boy trended number two. Um, and then Adele, she recently uh, released an album and her, her lead track, Easy On Me, trended number three. Um, yeah, so um, I guess interesting uh, evidence or some interesting information from Google's side as far as what people were interested in. It's just kind of unfortunate that stuff like Sasa uh, grants and checks are what people are really uh, wanting to know about and doesn't seem to be much information from government side on that front. I'm curious that uh, hey. The Rock's vocal or what I suppose his hip-hop career didn't trend because um, that seems quite popular at the moment. Yeah, who knew he had bars? Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> people can mock him. I think he's pretty good. Listen, he's an actor, a wrestler, and now a hip-hop star. Listen, if you watched the wrestling, didn't he th uh, sing his own theme song? Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. But, uh, so, I mean, he's uh, he's always done that to some degree. <laughs> um, Robin, I have to ask, was there uh, a big result for how to make slime? Because I think it was last year, um, one oh, of yeah. us covered it and I read it, and I think how to make slime was like the top search. So I, I didn't have a chance yes. to look this year if it was more popular. So this, this year around the how-to category, um, as you mentioned, the Sasa grants, that trend number one. Uh, registering for vaccines was next, and then checking out trick results. Uh, nothing slime-related. There was, I guess, a concerning one, which is how to drink ivermectin for COVID. That was the ninth trending how-to in South Africa. Africa. Yeah. In South Africa. Yeah. That, is, that is really concerning. <sighs> Man, the horse paste, man. I mean, if your doc, if a doctor prescribed it, I'm pretty sure that they would tell you how to take it. You don't need to be on Google for that sort of stuff, folks. So, if I think you find... the problem is, uh, Brendan, sorry to interrupt you. I think yeah. the problem is, you know, when you get medicine, it has a little thing inside that shows you yeah. how to take it. Um, but for ivermectin, it probably has a horse specific instruction. <laughs> People read that and they're like, well, I don't know what to do with this because I'm not a horse. I'm not a That's horse. Yeah, that should have been their clue, but um, I guess they didn't take uh, the... I think South Africans were really interested in ivermectin because it also trended number five in the what is category Oh wow! South Africa. So, yeah. Lots of people, uh, lots of horse lovers in South Africa. Yeah, that's clearly what it is. That's all it can be. It can't be anything else. Just lots of horse lovers. Right, let's move on. Clinton, there's a new YouTube feature that's disappearing today, apparently. Oh, it's not gone yet. So... Man, this is why I really hate um, when big companies say, oh, we're going to do a rollout. Some countries are going to get it and some aren't and stuff like that. I'm on YouTube every day, not afraid to admit it. And yesterday on the, uh, the 9th of 
December 2021. On the desktop version of YouTube, there was a button to download a video. So if anyone's not surprised by that, it's probably because they're more used to the app. Um, the app has allowed you to download videos for a very long time. Um, again, now this depends on where you live. In some countries, everyone who uses the app has access to download videos. In other countries, the download function is uh, limited to those who buy premium. But I was on the desktop version, and hey, I could download the video legally. And again, I know there's a lot of uh, less than legal ways to download stuff off of YouTube, but it was just there, you know, for anyone to use. And it worked much like the way it does on the phone. You can download video, you can choose its resolution, um, you need to put your device online once every 30 days to keep the downloads active, even though I don't think this has even been around for 30 days. And uh, Brendan and I did some digging, and well, mostly Brendan. He found out that on the experimental page for the um, features on YouTube, it said for him that, hey, you can download videos until the 10th of December. Two weird things about that. When I visit the exact same page, I don't see that option to download videos, but he does. I don't know why that difference is there. Um, the other thing was, uh, the feature was just added. Like I said, I'm on YouTube every day. I would have seen this. It, by all accounts, it was added on the 9th of December for us in South Africa, and it's going away on the 10th of December. Now, we are recording this, you know, in the middle of the day on 10th December, so maybe by late tonight or tomorrow it will disappear. But for now, it's still there, and it's just, it's very odd because I can kind of understand with a, a mobile device where, Maybe at your work or your school, you have a more reliable internet or more reliable electricity. So you want to download stuff and then you watch it at home on your phone, which is kind of a self-contained um, device. But your desktop still needs electricity. And I don't know if, I mean, you can't. If you don't have an internet connection, how do you load up YouTube to then access your download? So you need to have like one page open on YouTube just in case. It's it's weird. I'll never complain about a feature being given to users which they can use or not use. But I, I just don't see the use case on desktop at all. It's very weird. I mean, if they'd let you download the video directly onto your hard drive, I guess that would have been better. But then how do they control copyright and all of that? So, yeah, it, it's just very weird. Um, I don't know if it will disappear. I don't know if other countries have it. Um and a lot of the search results for this, if you try to look it up, it'll come up with advice for either the third-party downloading, like I talked about, or it'll come up with um, stuff for the app. So, yeah, just a quick one today. Again, like I said, you can go check it out right now. Let me open a new video I haven't watched yet, and I can check quick. Yep, it's right there between the share and the clip or the save button, depending on what your layout is. You can download videos. Um, the resolution options... I think I just regular full HD, uh, 720p, 480p, uh, 144p. I wonder if 4K is there. Let me look. Um, so this is weird. I are you guys going to use this at all? Do you guys do you guys use the download feature on the app? So the only thing I would have used this for, in all honesty, is to download movies that I've rented through Google Play, and that's not something that you can do through this. Um, you can obviously download movies. For, uh, for google play on your phone and watch them that way but on the desktop you kind of stuck with e either going through google play or through youtube um and i don't generally like that because you know especially if there's a lightning storm or something around i'd prefer to watch offline um so yeah there's i suppose it could be useful maybe 
But I mean, I hardly use offline downloads unless there's load shedding and there's like a long video that I want to watch during load shedding. But uh, I don't know. It seems a bit of a weird one. I, as you as you said, though, Clinton, I'm always glad that they give users the option. Uh, and yeah, I suppose that's that's good. Yeah, I, uh, I also for load shedding, I'll download some stuff. If I'm going somewhere like on a family trip and I know there won't be internet, I'll download a video just if I want to watch something when I have some free time. Mm. I think it's a super useful function and I'm glad it's there on mobile. I, I just don't know if I'll use it on desktop. Uh, Robin, I think Brennan and I watch a, a lot more YouTube. Um, do you use the download function at all on the uh, on the app? Uh, no, I don't use downloading on YouTube at all. Uh, if I am downloading content, it'll be on Spotify or on uh, Netflix or something like that. I, I guess I can only see myself ever using this if, for example, there was a YouTube original that I was really getting into. But yeah, at the moment, no. Yeah, before we go into the next talk, I just want to ask... Um, I pay for YouTube Premium. Um, I think you do as well, Brendan. Yeah. Uh, do you not use it, Robin? No. Um, <laughs> I like my stuff free. <laughs> no, I've, uh, I keep hearing horror stories of how bad the experience on YouTube has become. Um, with adverts. Yeah, yeah, so I just uh, I skipped that. And also, I, I mean, like I said, I watch a lot of stuff on YouTube. And I, I have some moral... Uh, obligations. I I just don't like Patreon for a lot of reasons. So I'm happy that a, you know a few cents of my premium goes towards the the, um, the content creators that I watch because I'm not sure of the exact math, but they take the amount you paid and they divide that by the time that you watched, and then they they take their cut and stuff like that. So a tiny portion of my purchase every month that goes to Alphabet slash YouTube does go to a content creator I like so that that uh sates my uh <laughs> my the fact that i'm getting all this great content for free so yeah check that out like i said at the time of us recording this it is available and download the video on desktop but you kind of also have to be online for it it's very <laughs> weird check it out very weird right let's move on very quickly uh chronological timeline on instagram is something that users have been asking for for as long as the feature has been gone um, and it appears that it's coming back in the first quarter of 2022. Um, Instagram tweeted out on Thursday, we want people to have meaningful control over the experience. We're experimenting with favorites, a way for you to decide whose posts you want to see higher up. And we're working on another option to see posts from people you follow in chronological order. So the reason we learned about this is because uh, Instagram Chief Executive Officer Adam Masseri is currently facing questions from lawmakers in the U.S., about child safety issues on the platform. Um, to give you a brief idea of how well that hearing is going, not very well for Instagram. Um, so Masiri suggested that uh, there, there be a new industry body that's created to create standards for age verification and parental controls. Um, and those suggestions were waved off by senators. They said, or rather one senator, uh, Richard Blumenthal, said, the kinds of baby steps you've suggested so far are underwhelming. A nudge, a break, that ain't going to save kids from the addictive effects on your platform. Um, so essentially, Mosseri came to the hearing with a whole bunch of suggestions for how uh, things like age verification and parental controls could be improved um, and suggested that there be an industry body. Senators kind of waved that off immediately, saying that those those matters won't be decided by uh, uh, an industry body. They will be decided by the government. 
Um, furthermore, uh, the senators really gave the impression that they are fed up with social media platforms and that the time for self-policing is now over, which is really concerning. Um for a number of reasons. One, uh, these social media platforms are available beyond U.S. borders. So essentially, we're going to be using platforms that are under the rule of U.S. law, um, which for now isn't a bad thing. But I don't know, the, the 2021 season of the USA isn't going very well from my perspective. Um, and yeah, don't know where things are headed. Um, so yeah, very concerning. Um do, do just also want to mention related to this uh, this in this this hearing with Adam Mosseri, there was a video clip uh, where Mosseri was interviewing a an Instagram creator, and the creator mentioned that they were under the age of thirteen when they joined the platform. Um, something Mosseri waved off during the live stream with this creator. Um, that was a very big mistake because uh, the senators ripped him a new one. Uh, asking why he didn't make an example and address it right then and there. And he said that it was a missed opportunity, um, which is kind of just really just kicking the can down the road. Um, so, yeah, not not very good for Instagram, but at least we'll be getting a chronological timeline back, right? I, I don't understand how any of this is related. <laughs> I don't understand how having the timeline in chronological order will help any of that. So, I, I mean... So one of the things that they mentioned is that the uh, the way Instagram is designed, it's designed to keep you on there for as long as possible. Um, beyond that, they also the algorithm feeds posts to you. Um, so you could be a 13-year-old girl, which is an example that the senators used, where they created a new profile um, parading as a 13-year-old girl. And within minutes, they were inundated with uh, adverts for um, diet medication, um, posts about body positivity, that sort of thing. And it, it, they said that the the emotional toll that that takes on a 13-year-old is really, really immense. And they asked Instagram how they were going to solve that. And a chronological timeline is one of the ways that was mentioned. Oh, my God. Talk about doing the bare minimum. Yeah, it's, it's really bad. I mean... If you watch the senators lay into to Mr. Mosseri, it it's it's kind of embarrassing, like that somebody who is so high up in the company just doesn't have answers to questions that these senators are asking. But yeah, I suppose that's what's happened with uh, with Facebook and Google in the past as well. Lots of uh, high ranking officials within these companies, but can't answer questions that um, senators put out to them, even when those questions are actually not just so. Can you see into my hotel room when I'm using Facebook and that sort of stuff? I still remember that stuff. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, wait, before we move on, a quick word from our sponsor. Vodacom Business Internet Wireless offers uncapped plans with speeds ranging from 4 megabits per second all the way up to 80 megabits per second on a symmetrical connection. Installation is handled by Vodacom Business as is configuration so you can focus on your business. Packages also feature a router so your business can get online as quickly as possible. For more information, go to www.vodacombusiness.co.za. Right, let's move on. Last night, or rather the early hours of this morning, Jeff Keighley presented his annual The Game Awards for 2021. It was a very long stream. Um, the, the VOD of the stream is five hours long. You can skip about two and a half hours of that because it's just a build-up event. Um, 
before we get on to discussing the event itself, I or the the awards themselves rather, I just want to talk about the event. Um, so I watched it this morning. I was up at five a.m. Started watching the game awards or the 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 rebroadcast of it rather, not live. And it struck me how many adverts there were in the show. My goodness, I feel like it's more than there have been in previous years. Like every so often you'd think, oh, we're going to get a new world premiere trailer. And no, Jeff's just telling us about his Spotify rap for the year or telling us about how great Google Play uh, games are. It was just, it became too much from my perspective. Um, of course, I understand that this is an independent event and bills need to be paid. Um, but maybe just tone it down a little bit, Jeff. Like, I get it. Like, you, you need to pay the bills, but let's, let's, let's bring it down just a smidge. Um, did uh, you guys, have you guys watched any of the Game Awards? Did you see any of it last night or this morning? Uh, no, but I just want to add, uh, there's a website called The Hard Drive, which is like the onion for yeah. video games. And they put out a story that says Ad Blocker makes Game Awards seven minutes long. <laughs> and, uh, they gave me a good chuckle earlier. We'll put a link to that in the story. Um, so no, I haven't watched it, and I have never sat down and watched it. And oh. it's it's not really to do with me not liking the Game Awards. Is that I've never sat down to watch any award ceremony ever. Um, they're pompous wastes of time, and I don't have the time for them, especially when they're taking place at you know five in the morning. Yeah, it was 2 a.m. Yeah, that they went live South African time. I mean, uh, you watched the VOD, so you got to skip some of the boring stuff, but I have one better. I just watched the trailers of the games. <laughs> of and then, so instead of wasting, uh, how, how many hours did he say? It was uh, about three hours. It's a five-hour stream in totality, and two and a half hours of it is uh, just like pre-show. Okay, so instead of that, I slept in. Oh, no, I woke up at 8. I slept the normal time that I sleep every day. And then I watched uh, 10 minutes of trailers. And I was like, okay, cool. And yourself, Robin, did you see anything from the Game Awards? Um, I didn't obviously watch it live uh, because I need sleep. Uh, but I did catch a few trailers that interested me. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about them later. Yeah. Um, there were maybe a handful of games that, uh, as far as announcements interested that interested me. Um as far as winners went, that I didn't really uh, care much for, to be honest, because uh, I think a lot like the Grammys and the MTV Music Awards and even the Academy Awards to some extent, I'm not too sure who's really making these decisions. Like, if, yeah, it, 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 from, from that perspective, I don't really like it. I think a lot of people like, like myself tune into the Game Awards purely for for what's going to be announced mm. so I, I i don't like the oscars i don't like the the emmys those sorts of things but i do enjoy the grammys um the american music awards and uh the game awards um even though the the uh the amount of of fluff that goes into these shows can get uh extreme I, for me it's the same category as like reality tv it's something you can put on in the background and now and then there'll be something interesting that'll happen. So I quite enjoy award shows, um, barring, of course, the, the movie stuff, because I'm not really a movie fan or anything like that. But OK, so you guys didn't see who the winners are. Um, I'm going to just run through some of the big winners for the year or some that I kind of felt jumped out at me. So Game of the Year uh, is It Takes Two. 
Um, and the winner, the the game director for that game, came up on stage, and I'm pretty sure that the uh, the well, the organizers had a heart attack because that dude dropped so many f bombs. It was kind of hilarious. Um, best game direction was Deathloop. Uh, best narrative is Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, Deathloop also won best art direction. Uh, best audio design was Forza Horizon Five. Best performance is uh, Maggie Robertson as Lady Dimitrescu in Resident Evil Village. Now, this woman is as tall as the person that she voiced. I didn't know that. Is she really that tall? She is so tall. It is. I need I w- when she came up on stage, I was like, oh, I didn't realize that they looked for somebody that was almost the same height as Lady Dimitrescu. Um, but that was a while. Yeah, that's part of the reason why she got the job. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, do tall people talk differently to short people? I wonder. I wonder if that's something. Scientists, there's your, uh, there's your thesis. There's your thesis. Average height. Um, but it was really great. I thought that was a fantastic performance uh, that she put on. So really great that she won that. Um, games for Impact was Life is Strange. Best ongoing game I found was really interesting is Final Fantasy XIV Online. Um, yeah, I thought that was really, really cool for it to win. Best mobile game, Jensen 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 Impact. Um, uh, Returnal won for best action game. Uh, best action adventure game was Metroid Dread. Best role playing games, Tale, Tales of Arise. Best fighting game, Guilty Gear Strive. Um, best sports racing game, Forza Horizon 5. Best sim strategy game, Age of Empires 4. Um, best multiplayer game, It Takes Two. And then the one that I'm kind of scratching my head at is Best Content Creator of the Year, Dream. Wasn't Dream like called out for faking a speedrun? And I mean, even before he got called out for that speedrun stuff, he's just a run of the mill. Uh, what's Minecraft called Minecraft creator? Yeah. And, I mean, this is another we can get into our conversation, which I don't really want to get into. Where again, all of these contests are just the popular people win, and I I can almost guarantee that the the it was a small field and the fans had to say and bullshit like that. I uh, yeah, that's I mean, that's definitely the... one of the times where who cares. Not not to throw shade at the the other nominees, but compared to Dream, they were far smaller. So I think it was a bit unfair in that respect. I mean, I looked at the nominees and I was like, I don't know who any of these people are. Um, although that kind of gives me some new content to go and look at. Yeah. Um, and again, this this is all to generate hype for next year, right? Yeah. The fan has a uh, fan has so many fans. Dream has so many fans. Who are going to say, "Oh, he won this award"? I've never watched the the game awards. I'll watch them next mm. year. So, it's again, it's a, it's just a popularity contest. Again, I don't want to get into that, but uh, let's talk about some of those winners uh, before we get into that. Right, just two more, just two more, very quickly. Uh, best, sure, sure. best debut indie game is Kenner Bridge of Spirits, and the most anticipated game for the second year running is Elden Ring. Um, so yeah, those are the winners that I think. Uh, are worth highlighting. We've got all 30 winners from all the categories uh, in the link below, as always. Yes. Okay. So let's start off. Clinton, you want to talk about the, the winners? To, didn't it take two need to change its name? Well, they got, uh, so what's a copyright hit by, what's their name? Take Two, take two Interactive. Yeah. But uh, I, I understood that um, they are, it's almost a certainty now that they have to change their name. So I was a bit, um, I was a bit surprised when I saw It Takes Two wins. I was like, do you mean the uh, the game formerly known as It Takes Two? Yeah. So I just wanted to mention that. I, I thought that was... Uh, I hope they don't have to change the name because uh, Take Two can shove it. Yeah. Uh, 
I don't know what's going on with that. But anyway, let's talk about that. I, I don't think anyone here has played with Take Two. No, I haven't. Yeah. So that's, I, I mean, I heard it's good, but the first thing is that I didn't have anyone to play it with when it came out. And also, it's like 700 Rand. <laughs> it's, it's very expensive. Let me look up the price quick. I remember I looked it up on Steam. I thought, oh, it's just a, you know, it's an indie game, even though it's published by EA. How much can it cost? And then, oh boy, it's expensive. It is. Uh, yeah, the regular pl- price is 650 bucks, which is ridiculous. And I think the game is only four or five hours long. Um, how long? Sorry, you guys talk while I, I look this up. So, I, I mean, I don't want to get into an argument with people who say you shouldn't buy games based on how long it takes to beat and stuff like that, which I 100% agree with. I just, okay, it takes 12 hours to beat, according to um, that. But for, for a game so focused on co-op and how difficult it is to get someone to make time at night and to jump on Discord and play a game... 650 bucks is so much money. You can get almost seven months of Game Pass for that. It's so expensive. And I know it's included with EA Play and all that weird stuff, but I just looked at it on Steam. I saw it was too expensive, and then I put it out of my mind. So I don't know if you guys, like I said, I, I think none of us have played it, but I am to be corrected. Robin, have you played it? I haven't played it, but I've watched plenty of creators play it. I think that's potentially why... Yeah. It, it 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 won the award. It's, it, I think it makes for good viewing, and yeah. good entertainment. Uh, yeah, for me, I'm not too sure if there were any truly stellar standout games, uh, with the potential exception of Forza Horizon Five, and that might have just been released too close to the actual game awards itself to be a real contender for the game of the year. But yeah, I, I think it's more entertainment value than necessarily a great game. I mean, like, Forza Horizon 5 was also just recently released, and it made it into yeah. uh, the Game Awards. So, I don't know. Um, or Clinton, I'm curious. You played Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Do you think it deserved the Best Narrative Award? 100%. Okay. Uh, 100%. Uh, I mean, you can check out the review there. I'll link to that. But <laughs> I 100% think it deserved that. We're all very tired. I apologize <laughs> for messing up our words it's so hot um i i played that game and i was so surprised and so happy with it i wasn't expecting it to be as good as it was in every aspect and i think a large part of that was that uh marvel's avengers was just absolute dumpster fire yeah and then this game came out and it was so competent and so fun and the writing i think when people saw what this game is and what it was going to be they thought it was going to have bad writing just instinctively because video games don't have great writing most of the time. And I don't want to say this is like Shakespeare or anything. It's just a good, fun story. And the way that they tie all the character interactions together is so clever. And it shows a lot of forethought and a lot of care. So for it to win best narrative, 100%. And didn't it win something else? Sorry, I was just looking. Um, I know it was uh, nominated for a few more, but is is that the only one that won? Sports and racing game. I think it could have won one or two more. I know it was nominated yeah. for one or two more, but I think it's completely deserved. I mean, what other game came out this year that had a good narrative? It was, was kind of a dry year. I think a lot of the big hitters that were supposed to be here got delayed. Um, but I think even if some of those anticipated games came out, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy should have gotten a look in. It's a really fun game. I recommend it. 
Um, okay, so I do just want to ask, uh, do you guys, what is, do you have a nomination for Game of the Year? So let me just give you the, the Game Awards nomination. So it was Deathloop, It Takes Two, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, and Resident Evil Village. Is Ugh. there anything you would have picked from that rather than um, It Takes Two? That's such a tight list. Man, it was a rough Um... Man, I think the only one that I played and I think would deserve it more would be Deathloop. But if this was any other year, I wouldn't have nominated Deathloop. Again, I'll I'll have to lean on the people who have played It Takes Two. Um, yeah, Deathloop was good. It won actually a few awards here. And I think it really deserved for, um, uh, for what's it called, design, for art direction. But I don't know if I could in good conscience say Game of the Year. So... Man, I don't know. I don't want to like say I withhold my vote. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's I don't know. And yourself, Let Robin? Well, I played two of those games this year. I played uh, Resident Evil Village and then the Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. The Ratchet and Clank game, it was good because of how polished it was, and it really showcased some of the capabilities of the adaptive controller. But I'm not necessarily sure if that makes a great game. Mm. So I wouldn't have put that forward for my game of the year. And then Resident Evil Village, it's... I really feel like they missed a the trick there because it's really like a game of two halves. The first half uh, is suspenseful and, and it really taps into the horror elements and I really mm. enjoyed it. And then the second half, it like just goes... A pizza's insanely off. crazy. Yeah, it, it, it's the action is almost comical at, at some mm. points, and the storyline doesn't make sense. It, it just falls apart, and they really buried the lead. Uh, I, I'm sure people already know how the game uh, plays out now. With uh, Lady Dimitrescu, she is the first of the four main bosses that you have to fight. The way that they built up the game was that like Lady Dimitrescu was the main villain kind of thing, yeah. and there was potentially someone in the background. But yeah, it, Resident Evil Village could have been Game of the Year, but they they, they messed it up. Uh, I didn't oh. play Deathloop or anything, any of the other titles that are listed there, so I can't really put forward a case for either of those two, unfortunately. I, about that uh, Resident Evil stuff, how much of that was the, the, I don't want to say the fault, but how much of that was the fans getting overhyped? Because I think mm. they put out the initial reveal of her, and then people like, oh my gosh, big emo GF. And then, <laughs> and then Capcom, it is Capcom, I think. Yeah. They were like, oh, well, everybody wants this character. We kind of have to bend the knee. But then I also thought they, they leaned into it to advertise the game. So yeah. it's kind of like what's happening with Spider-Man No Way Home right now, where all the... Um, all the people watching the trailers are like, if Toby and Maguire and Garfield aren't in this, I'm going to riot. And Sony and Marvel are like, but we haven't even said they're in there. Yeah, yeah. God's not setting us, yourselves up for failure. And this happened with Marvel in, um, in what's it called, in the WandaVision show. Everyone thought the character Mephisto was going to be into it. Uh, and then he wasn't. And then people were like, oh, we're going to boycott the show. And Marvel was like, we never said anything about yeah. Mephisto. You guys made that all up yourselves. So yeah, I... I think they were in a hard spot, but in the latter half of the advertising, they did lean into her. So I think fault is like 50-50 here. But I understand what you're saying, Robin. I also watched some people play it, and they're like, the, the second half, I don't know if they ran out of money or time or something happened. It's 
it's not as good as the second half. So yeah, it's just like you said, it's just it's not a game of the year material title. Yeah. A I, lot of these aren't. I just like when I played Resident Evil Eight or Village rather, like I just felt after the the castle section with uh, Lady Dimitrescu, it it just I don't know. I kind of felt like I was like, okay, I've played the game now. Everything <laughs> else I'm doing is just checking things off on a list. Um, yeah, I mean, that's not to say that other areas of the game weren't good, but yeah, I don't think it was game of the year, like you guys have already mentioned. Right. Um, I don't want to don't want to spend too much more time on the awards. What I do want to move on to is the trailers. So something that I love about the game awards is that they give us an, a good idea of what's coming in the next year. Um, E3 usually takes place in the middle half of the year. Um, and there we get some teasers and some news on forthcoming titles, but I think game awards kind of helps see what's coming in the next year, what's been shored up for the next year. Um, and I just want to run through some trailers that I spotted. We have compiled a list of trailers on YouTube, um, that's contained within the story that we will link to below. Um, but yeah, let me just run through some of the, uh, trailers that I found interesting. Sorry, I'm trying trying not to sneeze, but it keeps <laughs> creeping up on me. Um, first up, we had Hellblade, um, or Senua's Saga, rather, Hellblade 2, which we haven't heard much about since it was teased, I think, in 2019, I want to say. Yeah, it's, um, it's the second, or the follow-up to the, the first game, Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice, which is honestly one of the best games I've ever played from an audio design perspective. From a gameplay perspective, it's it's just really, really good. If you haven't played it yet, I highly recommend it. Um, so we've got a gameplay trailer for that. Okay, and then we have Quantic Dream Star Wars game, which is called Star Wars Eclipse. Uh, if you don't know Quantic Dream, they did uh, Detroit Become Human, um, Beyond, I don't want to, it's not Beyond Good and Evil. Um, <laughs> Beyond Two Souls. <laughs> Beyond Two oh, Souls, that's it. Yes, it is. It is Beyond Two Souls. Um, and those titles are very narrative-driven. Um, there's not much action or what I would describe as traditional gameplay. You really just walk around, press a button. Although this one is said to have a bit more of a focus on combat. It's also set in the High Republic era, uh, which should be interesting. I don't think that's a, a side of Star Wars we've seen in games much. So that would be interesting to see. Um, we've also got two DC properties that are getting a game. Um, Wonder Woman, which apparently nobody knew was coming. Um, we don't know much about this other than it's being developed by Monolith Studios who created Middle, of Earth, or Middle Earth, Shadow of Mordor and the sequel Shadow of War. Um, it's also going to use the Nemesis system from those games, so that should be interesting. The one I'm more interested about, however, is Suicide Squad Killed the Justice League. The trailer is really, really good. Um, it shows a bit of a corrupted Justice League um, and we get to meet some of the Suicide Squad, which should be awesome. Um, the last one I'm going to mention from my side is a rhythm game called Metal Hellsinger. And <laughs> the reason I'm excited about this one is that it reaches vocals from a bunch of heavy metal vocalists. Um, and it's a rhythm game that looks very much like Doom. Everybody I've showed this to has said, isn't that Doom? Um, yes, it looks a lot like Doom. I'm not going to lie. Um, and I'm pretty sure that somebody is going to get a lawsuit or a knock from the lawyers saying cease and desist. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited about that. Uh, and those... on, uh, yes. have you have you seen the game called BPM Bullets Per Minute? No, I have not. You you need to check that out because okay. um, that came out a while ago, and it, I don't want to say it inspired this game, but it's uh, it's, it's very similar. much. Like, 
Yeah, and okay. it's also very funny if you search the name of the game in that little preview that Google gives you with the images. Yeah. One of the images is a heart rate machine. <laughs> <laughs> and I assume it's because people are searching the words BPM and then that game. I just wanted to mention that I'll... Uh, I'll send it to you afterwards. Sorry, yeah? one last one that I want to mention is uh, seeing as the Dune movie just got released, um, there's a Dune game. Uh, it's called Dune Spice Wars. Uh, it seems to take place solely on Arrakis, although uh, the, the teaser seems to suggest that you'll be able to play all of the houses within the Frank Herbert universe. Um, it's a 4X game. If you don't know what 4X stands for, it's Explore, Expand, Exploit, and Exterminate. Um, similar to games like uh, Civilization, um, so this this I'm interested about. I'm interested in this. Uh, it will enter early access in 2022, and I love 4X games. So, yeah, one that's set in the Dune universe is really really awesome. Can't wait to see some uh, some sandworms. Um, Robin, is did you see any trailers that you were interested in for the new year? New games that are coming up? Um, I said the only one that really interested me was Senua's Saga. Um, okay. The the actual gameplay review itself, it looks way too polished. Yeah, it's too good. I, that actual gameplay, I'm really really excited. I'm with you there. I was watching that that trailer because it's a gameplay trailer that they they released. And I was like, either they've just made the contrast really high on this trailer, or they're doing something something funky behind the scenes because it looks way too good. Well, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we're not just being cynics, and it actually is. Uh, it, it is a genuine art book because, I mean, like as you mentioned, the, the original game, the first game, was is is quite brilliant, just as far as storytelling and kind of dealing with um, psychosis and those kind of elements, and kind yeah. of seeing how they develop the character further in the sequel will be really interesting. And yourself, Clinton, do you see anything that you were interested in? As far as I'm concerned, there's only one game that's come out of this, and that's Warhammer 40k Space Marine. <laughs> I know that's a ridiculous name with two different numbers in it, but I still maintain that uh, the original Warhammer 40k Space Marine, I'll just call it Space Marine, is, I, I can honestly say it might be one of the best games ever made. I know a lot of people say it's a bit too simple, and the story's really dumb, and it has problems, and I agree with all of that, but it's such just a pure form of fun it's just so fun you you pick it up and you play for a few hours and you put it down and you just have a smile on your face the entire time through that game has no objective other than for the player to have fun and i mean that's what games are supposed to be and i i think it's a it's a warhammer property that transcends the license i think the kind of cult of warhammer can be off-putting for a lot of people and they shy away from... It's now a gaming empire. There's so many games based on it. And I think Space Marine really acted as a game where you you don't need to know anything about Warhammer. You are a big Space Marine man. You have a big suit of armor. You have an, uh, a giant sword. And your giant sword is also a uh, a, a chainsaw. It's, a, it's literally a, a huge chainsaw. It's called a chain blade. Um and you have a big gun. Your gun is so big that it shoots 50 cal bullets, but it looks like a pistol because that's what a big beefcake you are. And for a long time, we thought that this game wasn't going to be made because it was originally made by... What was the original? They game got Workshop. closed down. Sorry? Game Workshop. No, no, no. Game Workshop owns the, um, the license. Mm. The first one was made by THQ. All right. And then, yeah, they... they shut down. 
Yeah, they dissolved and all their licenses got bought up by various people. And uh, this was one of them. And when it got bought, everyone was like, are we going to see another game? Are we going to see another game? And now we are. So I'm so excited for this. Man, uh, I, I saw that and then I was like, okay, I don't need to see the rest of the, uh, the reveal. <laughs> I just want to play this game. They say it's coming out 2022 early. Um, I, I want that game right now. I'm so excited for that. For me, the whole event was justified by the announcement of that game. And the, the people who are making this new one are the same people who did World War Z recently. And a lot of people like World War Z. Um, but they've also released other games in the past which aren't as good. So, man, if they mess that up, it will be so heartbreaking. I think like, World War Z had some really cool ideas and concepts in it um, that I think were borrowed from a couple of other games that were released this year. Yeah. Um, I saw a comment that really encapsulated it. They said... Yeah. Does War, uh, World War Z do anything new? No. Is it particularly inspired? No. Is it a lot of fun? Yes. Yeah. So uh, the same things can be said for the first Space Moon game. It wasn't doing anything particularly groundbreaking. It just did what it wanted to do very well. It picked a lane and it stuck in that lane and it did everything right, in my opinion. Man, I need to replay that game. I don't. Have you guys played that first game? No. I'm, oh I'm, I'm not I, like you mentioned, right? That the 40k, the Warhammer 40k universe is so immense to get into. Yeah. Um. It, it just it puts me off because I don't understand what's happening in that universe. Thank you, Robin. No, it's uh, it's, it's a pigment interest, unfortunately. Nice. You, you got it. Listen, I played it. I think last year or the year before. It still holds up in modern times. I think it was even given away for free at one point, but you can usually get it for like fifty bucks. From okay. any store on any console, please play it. It's such a good game, and it's—I think it's only like six hours. It's so short. There was a multiplayer at one point, and the multiplayer is pretty good, though it was unbalanced. Um, but that's obviously—it's—it's it's been offline for a while now. So, anyone listening to this, please just play Space Flipper now. Um, so something that I found was a really odd announcement. Um, let me just ask you guys, if you could play from a, you could play any character from Lord of the Rings in a video game, who would you play? You know what this is? <laughs> um, you know what, Brendan, it's funny you should ask. I've always wanted to play as one of the trolls that have a giant sword attached to their arm. Would that be unrealistic? No, I mean, that, that would be pretty good, but I think it would be better than, uh, the game that was announced, uh, which is the Lord of the Rings Gollum. It wasn't announced. Um, they actually talked about that a while oh, ago. They? They, yeah, that's. Uh, I remember writing about it. It's one of those games where they announced it and people were like, okay, and then it just completely everyone forgot about it. Yeah. But I completely understand your the fact that you might not have seen it, and I also completely understand what you're going to say now of who the hell asked for this and who wants yeah, to play. I just I'm really confused as to why they went with this. I mean, I could understand like doing Aragon or. Um, hell even like the hobbits like samwise a game about samwise i would have understood but you second lunch every day yeah i mean Gollum. i'm just so confused as to why this is the next game in the lord of the rings series like do do they just want people not to play it maybe it's going to be really good though maybe i'm just a naysayer that needs to be shot down i mean there's so much market research about you need to put someone attractive on the front of your product. And that's how it sells and sex sells and all of that. And as much as you say, oh, that doesn't work on me. Yes, it does because you're a human being. And then you're going to put this flipping hunched over ex-hobbit 
gremlin man people are going like yeah that's a game i want to play and it's like it, it's a it's a series about these massive sweeping battles about about good versus evil let's play the guy that hides from every single battle yeah and there's so much stealth stealth is such a, a big part of this game from what they revealed so far wasn't there a game like that already called goblin or something like that where you also have to like i know what stealth element. There was a game where you play as two different goblins, and one's like a, a a hidey, sneaky one, and the other one's like a bigger guy who does more combat. Look, what's that? You're right, right but... <laughs> Furiously <Goblin>. Googling. <laughs> Goblin game. Um, there's a card game. Oh, it's something in Magic the Gathering that's literally called Goblin Game. I, I'll look that up while we talk, but yeah. yes, you, you're right. Oh, I think it was called Sticks, Robin. Sticks, Master of Shadows. Yes, that's but it. That's... Yeah. That's actually not the game I'm thinking of. Oh. It was another Goblin game. <laughs> so uh, some other some other games that were announced. Star Trek is getting a game. It's called Star Trek Res- Resurgence. It's made by a team that uh, uh, worked at Telltale Games before that company decided that they'd just fire all of their employees one day um, and shut down and then not pay those employees. So glad to see that those developers have a new home. Um uh, some other stuff, GTFO, which is out now. Um, I hadn't heard about it until those game awards. Uh, so if it's a game you've been looking forward to, it's out now. Um, it looks pretty interesting, although I kind of seen this being done before. Uh, and having played Outriders earlier this year, I, it looks very similar to that. And I'm not sure I want to do another round of that. Um, yeah, not much else. Oh, wait, I'm lying. There is one more thing that was announced. The Halo TV series got a trailer. Um, not that I care about it because it's on Paramount Plus, which isn't available in South Africa. Um, and yeah, it looks cool. It looks very, um, interesting, but it's on a platform that is not available in the country that I live in. So, uh, there's always like the 20th time they've tried to make a Halo series. I mean, there's been so many like fan made movies and like offshoot movies, B grade movies that have been made about Halo. Is a TV series really going to make the difference? Maybe. Maybe if they get uh, John Halo to voice it. Something I was also interested in is a game called Ark Raiders. I thought oh. this was like an expansion for Ark Survival. Yeah. Um, I'm glad it's not. Before we talk about it, man, this looks like the most Unreal Engine game I've ever seen. <laughs> it looks like such if they released this and they said it's like, oh, Unreal Engine, new February update, and here's a a fake game i'd believe you i i know a lot of people say oh this game just looks like a unity or a, an unreal engine asset flip man this game looks like that which is weird because it actually looks fantastic it's just mm. it's got that unreal engine look i don't even know if it's made in unreal engine i i think i'm just guessing and if it isn't i'll have to eat a shoe um i've heard that a lot of people who worked on titanfall are involved in this am i Imagining that Titan Ball, it's not coming up anyway. You you fight giant robots. I'm I'm with any game where you fight giant robots, and it also looks kind of like these are alien giant robots, mm. you know, not, not the run of the mill robots. Um, I got some, I don't want to say I got some Evangelion vibes from this, but I've got that feeling that you're just a puny human. There's these massive machines coming to smash you, and you need to find out a way to, to fight them. Mm. Looks very really interesting. We didn't see much, I think the trailer's like two minutes long, and you just you know, third person, sci-fi person shooting on a, in a wasteland somewhere mm. with 
derelict buildings. It really and... doesn't look that inspired, but it still looks fun. So maybe that's just a testament to... Hey, maybe that's what it has going for it at the end of the day, right? Maybe it's just a, a fun game that's well made, which yeah. I, I think we can all get behind. We also got a reveal trailer for Somerville, although that was announced at E3, I believe. Um, we got a more substantial trailer for that, and that's looking really, really good. The sound design in that game is going to be fantastic. I can just tell from the trailer. Um, yeah, that's that's really awesome. Also, Alan Wake 2 got an announcement trailer. Um, yeah. Game Awards. Apparently, some people are speculating that Control is going to have a big part in this game. Um, if I'm not mistaken, either the, the whole trailer or part of the trailer looks like it's in New York, where the Bureau of Control is. And of course, Alan Wake was in a DLC for yeah. Control. So those two universes are, are linked, not just because they were made by the same development studio. It's They are in the same universe, or it's multidimensional, depending on how you want to look at it. But a lot of people are thinking, we're going to go back to Control in some form or the other. Maybe they're going to have like a remedy, you know, a connected universe. And all the characters will appear in each other's games, which would be cool. Um, Control is still one of my favorite games of recent years. And I, I remember trying to play Alan Wake, the original one, like three years ago. And I played like two hours and I never went back to finish it. Maybe I need to give it a chance. I know a lot of people absolutely love Alan Wake. Um, I need to give it another chance. I don't know why, what kind of you know, put me off. I think I was busy with school and work and just didn't give it a proper chance. Um, you guys played the original Alan Wake? Nah. You, Robin? Nah. I did. Uh, I just didn't I did. get into it. You yeah. didn't get into it, yeah. I, I mean, it was really cool. I remember I spent a lot of the time watching the, like, fake TV shows that were on the TVs in the game. They had, like, uh, um, like SCP um, and, like, fake X-Files and stuff like that. And that was fun to watch, but I was like, shouldn't I be playing the game <laughs> instead of watching these fake shows on a two-inch TV screen inside of this game. <laughs> um, yeah, people love Alan Wake are probably this Philistine. Shouldn't <laughs> um, be talking on the internet about my precious Alan Wake. Um, um, but like I said, I love Control. I'm, I'm excited about this, even though I didn't like Alan Wake that much. So you were speaking about Unreal demos. There is actually an Unreal demo uh, that's live right now for PlayStation and Xbox Series S and X. Uh, the Matrix Awakens is a playable trailer. I'm just going to call it a playable trailer um, where you can dive into the world of the Matrix. Uh, How could they not put this on PC? Uh, I, I was asking myself the same thing. The Matrix. I'm, sure that there's a, computers. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that there's a uh, there's some licensing issue there. or oh, I don't on. know. Also, I, to do something like this, I'm sure you'd have to put it on something like Steam and Epic. And seeing as it's a free experience, I'm sure they don't want to pay to put it up there. And yeah, I'm sure that those, those yes. platforms have rules about just putting free stuff up on, especially when you're a big publisher like Unreal or big big name like Unreal, rather. Um, I think that's going to wrap it up, though. I think we've gone through most of the big announcements. Uh, I suppose Sonic is getting a new game, if anybody cares oh, yeah. about that. i trailer for the second movie. Among Us is, is getting a VR version, and uh, after so bad. and after many many years, this has taken a lot longer than I expected it would take to to go free to play. But PUBG is going free to play. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think that's that's gonna wrap it up from us for for anything else you guys want to mention just before we wrap up. Actually, 
uh, Forza won so many awards, but the game is still utterly broken, and it's uh, it's kind of embarrassing how broken the game still is. We're coming up on a month since its release. Yeah. And yeah, the the broken stuff has nothing to do with the audio and the driving, which won the awards. But yeah, that game's an embarrassment, and they need to fix it. And they keep banning people for eight thousand years for making jokes with lo- uh, their libraries. Somebody made a, a KFC car that was making fun of Korea. Yeah. Um, and they got banned for 8,000 years, which is ridiculous. Literally 8,000 years. And I think the reason 8,000 years is because that must just be the maximum amount on their like, yeah. dev system. Like, ban them for the maximum amount. Yeah. It's a uh, fix-your game playground. It's, it's ridiculous. And that game is so good, and you're squandering it. Yeah. And yourself, Robin, anything else you want to add before we wrap up? Mm, just that I'm interested to see what Elden Ring is going to be like. It, I think it won the award for like most anticipated game. Yeah. And there are some really highly anticipated games coming out, especially in February next year. Um, so it will be interesting to see whether the hype uh, results in another cyberpunk or it's actually going to mm. live up to the billing. You bite your tongue. <laughs> How dare you say that about Elden Ring? How dare you? Right, and that's going to wrap it up from us for this edition of the Africast. Next week will be our final edition of this podcast for the year. Um, we're going to just wrap up with our favorites from the year, highlights from the year. Um, so yeah, be sure be sure to tune in for that. But until then, thank you so much for tuning in this week. Uh, we'll see you next week. From myself, Brendan Lodge, Cheerio from Clinton Matos. Bye, everyone. And from Robin Lichetti. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Get a fiber-like experience even if you don't have fiber coverage in your area with Vodacom Business Internet Wireless Air. Enjoy speeds ranging from 4 megabits per second to 30 megabits per second on uncapped lines. Speeds are asymmetrical, so be sure to select a package that offers the download and upload speeds your business needs. Router is included with Vodacom Business Internet Wireless Air packages. Be sure to check coverage and available packages at www.vodacombusiness.co.za.